It was a conversation at a party, and Chris being a listener, he, he listened, he heard, and jumped on it. I mean, if it wasn't for Chris, we wouldn't be here right now. Well, this week I brought on two entrepreneurs, the creator of Sono Wipes, wipes that have changed the medical industry. What's most incredible is how the business started. From an idea when talking at their kid's birthday party to a risk to ultimately success and not satisfied with their current success. The story is a true entrepreneurial story. Armand was terminated from his job. Fast forward a few years, they ended up doing him a favor. His partner, Chris, believed in Armand and the product. They found themselves a true niche. They also found out in the early beginnings how difficult it was just to get going due to suppliers not wanting to support them. Here's the story on Sono Wipes. Enjoy. Armand Sermedjian, Chris Froyan, you guys started from scratch. Nothing. It's not like you got a loan or a check or you know anything like that. Like you guys literally started from zero. Bootstrap. And it was an idea. Let's go back to the beginning if we can. You guys yeah, went sure. to the same elementary high school and you're about 3 years of 3 years apart or so? 3 years, yeah. And in yeah. high school elementary you guys really weren't friends. Back then 3 years was a big difference. <clears throat> the history goes way back to when you guys were kids in terms of friendship. Yes. Like kids, you guys yes. are childhood friends. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the the business obviously didn't start back then. The friendship did. The the, the networking did. You guys then got together at a function or a party and spoke about this idea, Sono Wipes. It was a conversation at a party, and Chris being a listener, he he listened, he heard, and jumped on it. I mean, if it wasn't for Chris, we wouldn't be here right now. And so he started that first step. He called me a week after we had that conversation. He said, well, I already started the business, so if you want to do this, let's do this. And so... I had to do it kind of on my spare time because I had a full-time job at that time, but it worked out. It was a niche area. We were, we were, I'm in the medical industry, in the medical business. A lot of people know that. A lot of people don't know exactly what it is that we do, but I come from the ultrasound world. I worked for the largest ultrasound manufacturer for 15 years. And so... From what year to what year? 1998, I started... 94, I started in the industry, 98, actually working for the manufacturer of the ultrasound equipment. So that's where I got to kind of, you know, when you work for the manufacturer, you become an expert in a specific model, specific category of products and an industry as well. And so ultrasound is its own entity within healthcare. You know, there's MRI, there's CT, there's ultrasound. They all kind of fall into the imaging department, but ultrasound's its own thing and it's unique. It's not as big. It has multiple parts attached to it, the transducers that they used to scan you with. That's the highest failed part of an ultrasound machine is the transducer. Has it been that way since day one? Since day one. So, it's always been an issue. Yeah, and that's, and that's because back in the old days, they used to spray alcohol onto the transducer head to disinfect between patients. There wasn't wipes back in the day. It didn't exist. Wipes came out later on, and when they came out, they came out fast. They came out strong. A few of the companies dominated the industry, and so naturally the manufacturers would work with these big manufacturers of the disinfecting wipes to get their products compatible and approved to use on the equipment. When an ultrasound machine is given its 
510k FDA clearance, for example, in that process, you have to tell them what are you using to clean? What is the process? What are the steps? All of that has to be in the manual. If you're not listed in the manufacturer's user's manual, and we found this out, what, after we had started the business already, and I, had, I wasn't even in it. Chris was the one that started the business. I didn't join till later. But when we got into this thing, it was like, okay, what the heck is going on here? You know, why can't we get anybody to buy these wipes? Everybody How come nobody's them. listening? Nobody's <laughs> listening all of a sudden. Well, that's where the story began. First, explain to everybody what a transducer is. So a transducer is what connects to the ultrasound machine. That's, that's the most expensive part and the most failed part. That's what they use to put on your body. They put gel on the end, okay? And that transducer touches your body. It sends out a signal into, the mach- uh, into your body from the machine, comes back into the transducer and back into the machine and gets processed and the image is displayed. And you were selling these transducers? I was servicing the okay. equipment for the manufacturer. So they would sell it. It would come with the one-year warranty. It was my job to take care of that customer, sell the extended warranties and so forth. So, so you knew there was an issue with the transducer, <clears throat> but... At the same, and that's really a job security for yourself, right? At the time, yeah. I mean, you're changing out transducers. You're making billable money for your company. The company's happy. The customer's not happy. But you know, you're starting to kind of see this pattern of money being spent on something that shouldn't be breaking. It so even then, even then, you know, it's security for yourself and your family. But even mm-hmm. then, you're thinking outside the box. Yeah, I'm always looking. Up. Look, I was in. It's called customer service, right? Yeah. So my job is to take care of the customer. I didn't care too much about revenues and all that stuff. I wasn't graded by that. We didn't get commissions. We weren't salespeople. My job was to take care of the customer. When they were upset and complaining, I had to come in with the solution for them. A lot of times, their complaint was, "Why does this keep happening to my transducers? Why do they keep looking like this?" They're What's the average life on one? Uh, it should last five to 10 years. No problem. If you're not dropping it, you're taking care of it, you're cleaning it properly. And what was it? Was it five to 10 years? No, was it in that? No. I mean, stuff, it got to a point where they were failing in three to six months. I mean, they're still under warranty. Okay. So my company so is covering this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but then once it comes out of warranty, it becomes billable. Yeah. And when you're doing this too often. And how many transducers in an average hospital? So each machine would have anywhere from three to five. And there could be, oh my God, just the ultrasound department in a big facility. There could be 50 ultrasound machines running around between cardiology, vascular, ultrasound, OBGYN, ER. There's so many areas that ultrasound is used now. It's, it's one of the highest used modalities right now in medical. So, Chris. Yes. All I know of you is being a watch guy. From watches to wipes, wipes to watches. <laughs> I've, I've probably bought a handful of watches from you. Absolutely. Yeah. Valencia Time Center. Correct. In the city of Valencia, yes. I'm assuming. Yes. Let's go back to your time back in the day. Let's talk after like high school stuff. What, what, when, when did you start the, the, the watch company? I started my own company in 1990, uh, late 97. Uh, but I started in the watch industry right out of high school. So in 1989, I was working for my f- cousins. So that went until 1997. I opened my own, my own store in late 97. Until present day, actually, that's still running. What made you get into it? I loved it. Hmm. And actually, my grandfather was a watchmaker. Uh, unfortunately, I never met, met uh, my grandfather, but he was a watchmaker. I heard he was very good, and hmm. it was in my blood. That's funny how that worked out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you've never, you never met your grandfather, but no. you enjoy, I mean, you like watches, you enjoy watches, you have I a collection watches. of watches. Yes. There's, there's, I'm there's, very passionate about watches. That's crazy. Yes. Okay. 
So then let's now talk about the conversation you guys had at this part. By the way, you guys are both married with kids. I'm assuming the party that you guys were at was a, was a it was kid a, party. It was a kid's birthday Think party. about that yeah. for a second. Yeah. If you never met your wives or had kids, this isn't yeah. happening either. Yes. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. And the other interesting thing is our wives both have yeah, the, same have the same exact birthday. birthday. Oh, really? Yeah. Is our anniversary the same day too? Um. No. No. What, no. What are the ages? That would have been crazy. Yeah, you know, yeah. that would have been a little bit creepy. Forget yeah, about crazy. For sure. Well, we figured creepy. out, I mean, we. I learned about the birthday years later. I had no idea. I said, wait a minute. You're, you're going where for what? We're going to Vegas for the birthday, my wife's birthday. I said, wait a minute, man. It's, what's the date? My wife's birthday is the same day. No way. This is weird. Well, this is when you guys were partners in business? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you found out later. Yeah. yeah. You guys met at the birthday party, or you guys saw each other at the birthday party, and mm-hmm. then the conversation arose then look we're armenian right so we're always talking business oh, no I, matter yeah, what everybody's, yeah, everybody's you know, talk, talking talk, talk, business so, right you know then you go snoop around you see what he's talking about what you're talking about what this guy's talking about and i'm saying this is this is getting interesting i'm gonna slide over here and then he was talking about it. i'm like oh let him finish you know let you know you know everybody's talking and this really really caught my interest and i said you know what let him finish and then i'm gonna pull him aside and and let me ask him some questions like how is this possible i mean you work for this huge company it's a, it's a huge issue. I mean, I get it. They get revenue because the stuff's getting damaged. But how could there not be a product that's solving this major problem? It could be one or two products. It's okay. That's still okay. We can make something that's better. And he says, no, there's nothing. And I said, oh, that can't be. It's impossible. He goes, I'm telling you, there's nothing. I said, okay, we'll revisit this. I can't really do much because I have a full-time job. Yeah. But I can work on putting this thing together. We can do the research and... Boy, was there a lot of research that needed to be done. You got to remember, this is a disinfectant. There's EPA involved. There's regulations. There's formulations. There's all kinds of things that we really didn't know about until he had started all this. He's in it. We got it out there. I put him in touch with a lot of the distributors with my own company to kind of get the product out there and get it used and get feedback from people. The conversation that day was... I have this idea, there's a problem. We need a product that speaks to this industry, to ultrasound, right? What do we need to do? We need a name. Okay, let's come up with something. How about ultrasound wipes? Yeah, that sounds good. That's pretty specific. It's an ultrasound, they're wipes. Yeah, let's do that. So we come up with this name, ultrasound wipes. We go to the drawing board and have some people design logos and stuff like that. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't sleep, man. I was like, no, it's gotta be something catchier. It's gotta be like Google. It's gotta be like Yahoo. It has to be a catchy name. Something that's no more than two syllables. And in the ultrasound world, Sono means sound, which is what you're doing. It's sound waves that are being transferred from the transducer to the body and then back into the transducer. The sonographer is who's the person that's doing the scanning. That's the technical name for that for that person. And so naturally, a lot of other stuff there's out there. Sono this, Sono that, but nothing Sono ultrasound wipes. That didn't exist. So you know what? I checked the domain name. Of course, it's available. All right, go ahead and register it. All right, registered it, and that was yeah, it. Here I mean, how long, here how long did you have the idea when you had that conversation with that the group of people at that party? Um, less than a year. Less than a year. Yeah, less than a year. That just goes to show you need to talk about your ideas out there. You got to talk about it. You don't know who's going to hear what, and you don't know who's going to push you. And don't be discouraged and don't if people yeah. don't listen. Because somebody, yeah. eventually somebody does listen. Yeah. yeah, and they'll believe in you and the product, and like like you did. Oh, now, a lot of it is exactly that. Yeah. Believe in the person as much as the idea. Oh, no doubt, Chris, because... 
we're going to get into this later, but you had a, a really ballsy moment in your life and it worked out for you sitting here today. The conversation that you had with the group of people, how many of them were interested or were they? Was it just, no, kind, it was of just kind of a conversation? Said it was just conversation. Yeah. yeah, it was just kind of over. He was the only one that kind of looked and I could see it in his face. He was thinking as I'm saying this story. And then afterwards, he was just like, this is niche. It's a niche product. Niche is the way to go. You want to be niche. And I said, I agree, 100%. What's the next step? So you're working for a, a big medical company mm-hmm. for 13 or 14 years? About 15 years, 15 yeah. years. You're getting, I'm, I'm assuming, a nice salary to live comfortably, at Very least. Very nice salary, great 401k pack. The, the typical story where they got you by your balls and you're, you're stuck. You're yeah. there. You're not going to go anywhere. It's very hard to leave a cush job like that. Base salary, no commission. Uh, base salary commissions, no, it was mainly, there was bonuses and okay. stuff like that. As the company did well, they'd have some sharing Man, bonuses th- and stuff. But. This is this is crazy because there's so many people that live a comfortable life, especially when they're making good amount of money on an annual basis and do nothing about it because they go into work, they clock in, they clock out, they yeah. go home and they yeah. don't do shit about it. They have ideas, they're like, ah, eh, maybe I'll do it down the line. Yeah. But listen, you guys, I- I'm not saying this because you're in front of me right now. It was a ballsy, ballsy move. And I'm gonna get to Chris's ballsy move for That's right now. But this, this timing, <laughs> this timing was good because there's a lot of aspects to the business relationship that we've built. At the time that we did it together, he had his job, yeah. and I had my business. Yeah. So together, we can build this slowly until it gets some wheels and runs. Yeah. And we were able to do that, which we were fortunate. Without both my business and his job, this wouldn't have happened either. Yeah. Well, be, you're talking the capital. I mean, yes. like, you had some capital to kind of raise to, to get yeah. you guys going. Yeah. You were terminated from your job. Yes. The job that you were you were raising your family with. Right. And the one that, that you were living on. Yeah. They terminated you because of... Well, they, they wanted to say that it was a conflict of interest. Now... I didn't understand that at all. They don't manufacture disinfecting wipes. They manufacture ultrasound equipment. I don't know what went wrong, who said what internally, if there was somebody that didn't like me. I don't know what it was. I had a good reputation in the company. I was heard about that whole thing. But they basically just, they they said, this is conflict of interest. You're involved with this company, which I wasn't involved with it. I was helping a friend of mine. I told them all about it. They brought it in-house. They were using the product. But and you told them about the I product, too, right? I told them. Too, yeah, right? I told, them. But I did told you, my managers. But did you tell your managers at the time that we should do this? Our company should do I this? I said, this com- company needs a product like this. Absolutely. This is something that needs to be put into the boxes. Customers need to know about it. It's the right product. And they said? And they said, um, you're fired. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The corporate world is harsh. Yeah. They have their rules. They have to follow certain policies and procedures. They don't look at it as, oh, this guy's been around for 15 years and he's a good guy. They don't look at it that way. They have shareholders to please. The customer for the corporations is not the end user. It's not the people buying the product. It's the shareholders. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to do whatever they can to keep them happy. Now with me, whatever happened, happened. I'm very grateful. I truly am. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have the nest egg that I had with my 401ks, which I have nothing left of. My savings, which I have nothing left of because that's what an entrepreneur does you go all in Mm -hmm. and that's what we did Mm -hmm. at some point in this whole thing i had to go all in to make this thing work because i had to help out chris he put his money and his faith in this whole thing right i wasn't gonna let him down thanks for that it's a great segue chris yes you then told armand i believe in you i believe in this product i'm forming the company let's do this Mm -hmm. how long did that take you to form the company the corporation fairly quickly within 90 days 
logo design, all that stuff. We had everything done within six to eight months. What year was that? Do you guys remember? 2011. And what year did you get terminated, Armand? I got terminated in 2013. Wow. Do you think the word maybe got out? And they said, yeah, yeah. I I think it was more of nobody thought of this as a big deal. We weren't doing anything Mm. to hurt the company. Until it was on their their desk. Until, like, wait a minute, we have sono wipes everywhere here. Who who are these people? Like, what is this? That's literally what happened. And I think they just assumed, like, I was profiting off of this thing at that time. That's what it looks like. And that's what it looked like. And that wasn't the case. That you're putting your time into this business that you guys have. (laughs) Yeah. And and so I could see where they're coming from, but it never affected my work. I worked on this in the evenings and on the weekends. I worked my job whenever I had to work my job. I was working out of the house. I just had to take care of my customers, keep them happy, which I always did. I never had problems there. You moved what year? I moved to Temecula in 2010, 2009, end of 2009. So 2010, we actually moved out there. They had opened up the territory in that area. And so they asked me to go and cover it. They would put me in different places, different zones to kind of build up the business. And they had put me out there. And so at that time, the market had crashed. And so it was a good yeah, investment. So, great. Yeah. yeah. Are you thinking about moving back now with all that traffic in Temecula? Oh, there is not that much traffic not in Temecula, as bad as dude. Over here is ridiculous. It took They're me 45 back. minutes to get this six-pack of 805 from Vons. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what's going on over here? <laughs> like a mile What happened to <laughs> this? 1.2 miles. <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> okay, oh, so now we're at the point where Chris forms the company. And we're at the point where you guys are kind of doing the initial stuff with the yeah, company, yeah, yeah. trying to figure out your product, and now you get terminated, mm-hmm. right? We're in 2013? Yes, 2013. Yeah. So now yeah. you're terminated. Yeah. And now you you call Chris, I'm assuming, and you're saying, yeah. Chris, balls of the wall, yeah. it's time to go. I just got terminated. I got a little bit of money that can hold me over for a few months, but yeah. it's time to probably go now, right? Yeah, but the company's not generating nothing, anything. Nothing. No, zero. Yeah. We're still trying to break... The seal because at that time I'm not putting all my time out there working in front of people to try and get it out there. I'm still working for my company. It was more of, hey, let's get it into a distributor's hands. And we got into one of the smaller distributors' hands and it just wasn't doing anything. It's not I mean, you got a a small consumable item. You need to be selling a lot of that product to have a business in place. So I had no choice but to go and work for another company, which I went with the company uh, at that time was called GMI out of North Carolina, and they were branching out to the West Coast, and they had an established transducer repair business. They were big in the business. They had 30, 40 sales and service people in the field, so they covered the whole U.S. They were at all of the shows. They came right away and put an offer out, but an offer from a third party when you're coming from a manufacturer, it's half the price. Offer of what? To bring me on board. Oh, salary. salary So my salary-wise, I mean, I'm going from, you know, 150 to 65,000 a year. I mean, plus commission on, or just yeah, there was a, poli- a there was, commission. there was commission involved yeah. with it, but I'm bringing on a new territory on the West coast. So it's going to take time to build that business up. My, my whole thought p- process on that was I'm going to go work with this company because they do transducer repair. I told them about the Sono brand. They loved it. They said, we would love to have you on board and we want to create a division for probe care, like care and handling of the transducers. And we'll use your product as that product and we'll put it in every box that we ship out everything that really should have been done these guys wanted to do so i took that offer and that's kind of where we branched out from that i was able to go to every show had the product on the booth got to talk to customers created the demand for it but still no sales believe it or not Mm. it's very difficult this healthcare industry to get a new product into the system how long did it take you to create the product 
as far as what the product uh, that's today the product that's today yeah or, so, or at least your initial initial product that you I took mean, that you, i would say the initial product took about a year between epa registrations uh logo designs packaging creating the label finding the right solution doing a compatibility test with that solution. So one of the things that came out of this whole thing is this compatibility testing. We actually designed a proprietary system that's automated that will duplicate what a disinfecting wipe will do to a surface after it's been wiped so many times. Nothing like that existed in the industry. There wasn't any compatibility testing being done. Yes, it was in the manuals. People were talking about it. I was yet to find anybody that was physically testing a solution with the surface, right? There's plastic, there's rubber, there's all these different materials that are made, used to make the ultrasound equipment. I felt like there was nothing out there. So we created the compatibility testing process, and then we found the solution. We found it worked, then we put it all together. And that's when the product was brought to market. Now, we have customers, they want the product, right? The end user, the people that are using it with the ultrasound equipment. I'm going out there, I'm hand delivering it to all my customers. They love it. Mostly in hospitals, right? Hospitals and doctor's offices as well. But hospitals, that's the big... 90%? uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, actually, uh, I'm more interested in the office market. You know, there's 5,500 hospitals in the U.S., about 11,000 imaging centers, and 200,000 plus doctor's offices, of which probably 65, 70,000 will have ultrasound and growing. Our product didn't launch until one of the big manufacturers put us in the user's manual. So we had to create this demand for that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When someone buys their ultrasound machine, they're looking in the manual, what do I use to clean this thing? If you're not in there, they're not gonna buy your product. As much as they like it, it doesn't matter because it's gonna void their warranty. They gotta worry about all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you're not in there, you're not getting into the hospital. Okay, so we found that out the hard way. Now, the guy who's buying it, right? How many different competitors are they, can they pick from? Um, I would say there's probably three or four major competitors out there for disinfecting wipes across the board. And Generic three, disinfecting wipes to be used on all types of equipment. And three, three or four competitors, let's say, right? So let's say you're the fifth. Mm-hmm. The, the four others, do they provide the same as your wipe provides? As in, far as in, the claims go? Yeah. yeah. Well, in terms of it not ruining the product, uh, the transducer. Mm, some of them. That's the biggest thing. That's here, the biggest right? thing. Yeah, that was the problem. And yes, some of them were saying compatible, compatible, compatible. And yet the problems were happening. And so I would come to the sites and say, I'm not in that user's manual. Your other product is, but look at your equipment. Yeah. And they'd, then they'd start scratching their head. Huh, you're right about that. Well, Something's not right. Give us a chance. Okay, uh, we'll give you a chance, but I got to get it ordered. And when you go to purchasing to order it, uh, nowhere to be found. Now, how many, what about the transducer itself, the actual transducer, the, the manufacturer of those transducers? Mm-hmm. They probably don't like you guys, right? Um, yeah, probably. Probably. They're forced to like us much, now. but they're forced to like us now. Are yeah. they buying your product? Now almost every major manufacturer of ultrasonic equipment has us listed in there. Not buying, they have us listed in there as approved. Well, they don't have a choice. Yeah. Well, right? Because forced, we're the only yeah. ones. We have a compatibility process, and we do testing for some of the manufacturers now before they put us in their manuals. And so that's kind of the thing that we created. We created that niche of compatibility testing. The wipes, yeah, I mean, there's a special formula. There's a special cloth that's being used. But at, ultimately, it's the compatibility testing. And this goes beyond ultrasound. It goes into all of the other modalities because the same problems are happening on EKG machines, X-ray machines, 
everywhere throughout the hospital. So it's it's a proprietary product. You have a patent on it, obviously, right? The chemical company has the patent, which we license. Okay. But the cloth that we use, that's proprietary to us. If somebody makes the same exact product without mm-hmm. that cloth, mm-hmm. are they going to get the same result? No. Okay, so the cloth is everything. Very important. Cloth is very important to remove germs from the surfaces. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff. Look, uh, every day you walk into um, somebody's house and you see Clorox up there. I guarantee you 99% of the time that person does not understand that there is a wet time that needs to be Mm -hmm. met before it does its job. Most people will just wipe a surface and be done with it. Well, if you didn't leave that surface wet for what the instructions say, yeah. which nobody ever reads, it didn't do its job. So there's a big education piece here that's going to come on our future plans from healthcare into consumer market is to educate people, just like we did in, in the healthcare space too, to pay attention to the compatibility of the product with the devices that it's being used on. How many of these guys try to buy you guys out? We've had two so far. How long ago? One was two two and a half years ago and one was a year and a half ago and you're saying no way uh we weren't saying no way i mean it's just not the right time and probably not enough zeros not enough not enough because we're we're a new company i mean everything has a price tag and everything you you guys know what you're worth yourselves and your product and your company absolutely do you feel like you've scratched the surface we have scratched the surface and now we're sniffing in the space how much percentage do you guys have if I had to guess, we probably only have maybe 15, 20% of that market. That's on the that's good. healthcare side, though, the entire hospital side, maybe 1%, 1 to 2%. But we're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. You see, we took that ultrasound brand, mm-hmm. the Sono Ultrasound Wipes mm-hmm. brand, and we created Sono Disinfecting Wipes. The Sono Disinfecting Wipes are now what's being used throughout the whole hospital on different products. And so that's our next stage of growth is being able to have this stuff on patient monitoring, on EKGs and so forth. And that doesn't end there. There's a lot of areas that we could tap into with our compatibility testing, which is part of our our growth strategy. That's why I don't think it's the right time yet. Mm -hmm. If we just sold into the healthcare space, a company in healthcare, uh, I don't think we're going to get what we would if we were healthcare and consumer and gyms and homes. You know, it just... All across. Talk about that. What about hand sanitizers? Is that something you guys can yeah. get into? Is there SKUs that you can get into? Yeah, different we're, SKUs? We're, we're making a coming product. up. Yeah, coming yeah. up. Yeah, we're working on that now. You know, we're very yeah. we're very picky about the products. We don't want to just do me too products. It has to be special. It has to be different. Whether it's the cloth, whether it's the solution. Um, you know, green products are popular, but honestly, green products don't have EPA stamps on them for the most part because you need a chemical somewhere in there, right? So the technology is not there yet, but we are looking at different forms of sanitizers and disinfectants that are coming out in the future to be able to kind of continue to grow this brand. Hey, it's Mike. Hopefully you're enjoying this podcast so far. I just wanted to put out a reminder. If you are, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Let's get back to finding out how Sono Wipes is continuing to build their brand. Chris, you're a watch guy. Yes. You have no idea, I would assume, about the medical industry. I knew nothing in the beginning. Right? The wipes, the transducers. I, I don't even know what the hell a transducer was until one I spoke of my good, One of my good friends guy. is really knowledgeable. Yeah. yeah. And then another one called Google. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> True. What made you invest? Uh, most of it is Arman. I invest in, uh, you really have to invest in the person. If you have the product, takes off. If you don't have the right people behind it, the wrong partner, 
game over. Partnerships are tough too. Very oh, tough. That's the hardest part is, yeah. but, but I'll be honest with you. I'm a firm believer that starting something on your own is very difficult. It's a lot easier to find a partner and then both kind of go to it together. He brings his expertise. I bring mine. He may not know about the medical industry, but he knows business. Mm-hmm. And he knows how to dig and he knows how to get stuff. So it's like, if I'm looking for information, Chris, can you find this out for me? It's done. It's like, boom. If you never formed the company, would you be sitting here together? You guys having the company, doing anything? You'd probably be working for... I wouldn't go down this road. There's no way. If we would have known the difficulties involved with this industry, and this is the good old boys club still. Healthcare is still the good old boys club. You have to be connected with the networks and the distribution partners and GPOs. I mean, it go on and on with all these uh, terms and so forth. But if we knew how difficult that was going to be, we would have never done this. So without no him way. forming the company, you're not, no, you're not no solo way. today. No way. There's another no way. important aspect of our, of our uh, company as well. And it's our wives. Big support. We, it's <laughs> so important. I don't think it's discussed often enough yeah. because we worked a lot in well, the beginning up until now. I that's mean, the other partnership. You're doing man. all this work. Yeah. Where's where's the money? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, man, you guys are texting and calling each other midnight, you know, waking up the kids. It's we're not getting anywhere here. Time out, honey. You know, the time will come. The time yeah. will come. And a lot of wives are not going to deal with that for years. And yeah. both of our wives did it. Probably because they have the same birthday, if I were to guess. <laughs> that, maybe they're the same sign, and they, they believed in the people too, probably, right? It's That's, huge. That yeah. has a lot to do with it too. You know, it's crazy though, Armand, because you believed in the product so much, and you're a big customer service guy. You're a big out-of-the-box kind of guy. And for you to say that you wouldn't have done it, is, is, that's crazy. Yeah. And how cool that your friend was able to do it and to push you to do it. And you guys are sitting here, a multi-million dollar company today from zero yep. to multi-million dollars. Yep. It That's was destiny, man. Awesome, meant man. to be. Push each other. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, I don't, do not take this as uh, me offending you guys at all. I promise it's not. It's actually a compliment. You guys have done this the old school way because you don't have much of a social media pre- presence. And you've done it where you do it by networking, right? knowing people, knocking on doors, finding out about them, your friend Google, you know, finding out about the hospital. That's old school way. And I'm saying it's not, it's a compliment because that still works today. Yeah. You know, social media is big and it's important and it's, it's why, you know, a lot of businesses are in business, but you can still do it the way you guys are doing it. And imagine once you get the social media platform going, which is, by the way, we have, we have a whole team in Armenia. Um, That's awesome. That, that is one of the coolest things I think that's come out of this too, is we're able to go back to our home country, the smart kids out there smart i mean go-getters they're they're, they work hard they're trustworthy and so for us to develop a team out there of seo experts they're doing all that now for us and it's just it's fun to watch it's awesome to see what's coming out of this whole thing and i I, honestly i can't wait to develop an entire team out there that's going to do all of this social media package design i mean Everything that we do is done there. That, you know I mean? Dude, that is so, so cool. awesome. Yeah. You could have easily went down anywhere in the country, let alone California. You could have went to Northern California with other geeks up there yeah. and figured it out up there. But you went back to the homeland. Mm-hmm. Are you born in Armenia? I was born in you Armenia. You moved to the, the States? Uh, what year? I came in 1980, 79, 80. Okay, so you're That's literally giving back to the homeland. Absolutely. You could have easily stayed here. You were talking to me on the phone a couple of days ago and how impressive those kids are down there. Mm-hmm. And you've got a group of them. 
Yeah. Right. And, yeah, yeah. and you're taking care of them. They're taking care of you. I mean, it's, we're bringing other clients to them if we can. And you know, it's just, it's fun to watch. It's fun to be a part of. And again, I can't wait for this next stage, which is going to involve this team out there heavily because we're starting to see a whole new angle on Amazon. Amazon is, we all know it's, it's a monster. And Amazon is one of the coolest experiences. It's, it's a roller coaster ride, definitely. But it's one of the coolest experiences ever where you can actually take your brand and compete up against Clorox and Lysol. Yeah. And people are buying it. They're loving it. They're leaving their comments. And you just, it's, 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 an, it's a surreal, man. Yeah, it's what awesome world experience. are we living in, huh? It's Crazy. very, very cool. There's so many tools, man. So many tools that we're able to, I mean, I mention this all the time, but there's a, there's a freaking kid who's eight years old who goes on YouTube and opens, opens presents. Yeah. Fucking yeah. presents. <laughs> Dude, he gets 50 million views and he gets $10 million a year or something stupid. I mention that all the time. People yeah, yeah. are probably sick of me talking about that, but it yeah. trips me out because when, what, like we were growing Why? up, how hard we work and this <laughs> yeah. kid's set for life, hopefully, right? Yeah. If his parents know what to do with it. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of tools that we're able to do this on. The Amazon stuff is going to be more for a consumer base, consumer though, right? Base, yeah. Well, Amazon is hitting the healthcare side pretty hard, um, but we're focused on the consumer side of that. That's so they they can buy one if they wanted to or? Or a pack of four or two or yeah okay mm -hmm. and just Absolutely. sono wipes on amazon yeah and and that's for what cleaning tables and anything in your house doorknobs remote controls remote controls in your home are very very disgusting and germ infested and it's uh, the same wipes though that are being used in the medical field too. medical right? yes, grade that's thing. the thing with these wipes is they don't hurt your hands they don't damage the surfaces but they have the efficacy of medical grade wipes you can't wipe, wipe your ass with it can you uh, you can if you want you but could? it's not going to yeah, be let comfortable. me know how that works yeah, out for you you can we can <laughs> oh, try can. it right now if you want and then let yeah. us know what you it's think not, but not designed for you might feel that'd be fun for a live show that's yeah, for live yeah, that, yeah, that, watching me wipe my ass with sono wipes and find out what happens to my butthole afterwards <laughs> That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, it's not or good. like kid, babies, infants, nothing like that, no, right? Okay, no, it's right. not a baby wipe. Not there yet. No. Have you thought not. about that? Yeah, that's that. That industry's flooded. It's yeah. It's really flooded. I mean, we'll get there eventually once the brand becomes that consumer brand, and once once that happens, we'll we'll get there. So, where do you guys see Sono wipes five years in every hospital and every country? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're global, too. That's the one thing we didn't touch up on. How we many got, countries? We've got distributors now, what, in six, seven countries? Right? Seven, yeah. Seven, seven or eight countries. now, yeah. yeah. You guys hold something that's very important, and that's that proprietary cloth, mm -hmm. right. right? That's one piece of it. I think, really, it's the brand, the medical-grade brand, coming into the consumer side as a medical-grade brand is a pretty big deal. A lot of our customers on Amazon are travelers, and so we have a travel pack. Nice. That's our hottest-selling item on there. And a lot of our comments coming are coming from people on the plane. I use it to wipe down my tray table. I use it at the hotel to wipe the remotes and so forth. You know, so that's that's a big piece of the Amazon side. So the travel side of the business is big. For are they us. smaller bags for travel? Yeah, nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, it's TSA friendly. Yeah. You guys aren't going to believe me, but I think I still have it in my gym right next door. I have your original wipes in a box. And I would wipe down my, my gym equipment with it. Nice. I put my finger in it and it's like soaking wet still. Yeah. And that thing is probably eight years old. Yeah. Does that sound right? That's the part of the cloth that makes it really yeah. special is that pack will, for years, I, you shouldn't have it that long, Mike. Like yeah. You should be going through it. it. You're not I using it enough. Probably cleaning you it. should be wiping your ass a little bit more <laughs> with it. <laughs> no, but I have more wipes for you in the car. So I got a whole bunch for your family. Nice, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. 
look, in any business, you want to make money. That's the key of being in business. The real key here is making a difference. Making a difference part, yes. It's a big deal in healthcare. It costs healthcare a lot of money to go through all of these damaged parts and service costs. Um, I think we're doing a good job on that part of it. Making a difference in our home country by developing employment out there and opportunities out there. That's making the difference, absolutely. But honestly, I'm not, I, I've never really been, and I think Chris can attest this, I've never been driven by money. I've lived on the minimal, minimal salary for the longest time. This was never about money. It's about building a brand. That's the exciting part. Well, you're passionate about it. You're all in with it. Subconsciously, you're making a difference. Yeah. You you know there's something out there that you know you can separate yourself with, mm -hmm. you have, but at the same time, man, look at all those transducers that you're saving. We get a lot of feedback from customers, man, thanking us for coming out with this product. I, yeah, for sure. You said yeah. the average life is one to five years or no, three like to five it, years? The average life of a transducer should be minimum five years. Five years. And yeah, then sometimes it, it was three to six months with the old wipes yeah. they'd use. Yeah, What's yeah. the average life now on those hospitals that they're using those wipe, the, your wipes on? I don't know. I mean, uh, we don't hear of stories of people saying they're swapping out transducers because of our wipes. So, wow. Yeah. That's wow. Cool. Yeah, we haven't had a complaint yet. You know what's a good feeling that I get? Huh. When we get a, uh, simultaneous text messages with images or a phone call, how uh, we have our uh, friend's wife getting an ultrasound done, and they're looking on the counter, and they see the wipes there, our wipes there, and then they send yeah. us a text message picture, and then I'll get somebody from Pasadena, I'll get somebody from New York. Wow. I'm like, okay, this, this is cool. I was going to say, is that is that a make it moment? Was that, that kind of the make a, it, I made it moment? That's a good feeling. Yeah. And actually, that, that happened to me when I had an ultrasound done. And I was in the ultrasound room. I'm in massive pain. And she puts the gel on the machine, on her, on the transducer. And she's putting it on my kidney. And I look to my side and there's a Sono white package on the counter. Wow. Pretty much brought me to tears. And this is years ago. Mm. So I'm looking and I'm, and I'm saying, <laughs> I went from tears of pain to tears of joy within 10 seconds, literally. So yeah. when I look and I go, oh, that's cool. Those Sono wipes over there. How do you guys like those? She goes, oh my gosh, it's the best thing. It smells so good. It deodorizes because, you know, our room always smell and, you know, they do what they're supposed to. Oh, it's the, we've been using them for years. I know those guys. And she goes, excuse me? I said, I know those guys. No, no, no. It's a big company. I know those guys. It's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep scanning me. No way, yeah. dude. That is awesome. Yeah. You know, we get, um, we get like these tracing reports from our big box distributors. These are the guys that cover every hospital in the United States. And we get these tracing reports every month that show you which facilities they're selling them into. And I compiled that list one time and it was, I don't know, 3,000 hospitals and imaging centers and probably three, 4,000 offices. I mean, and you're looking at that, you're like, oh my God, dude, that's, that's pretty cool. And that's yeah. just the stuff we're getting tracing reports on. There's tons of distributors that we don't get that stuff Incredible. from. In the yeah. amount of what, five years, really? In the amount of, yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly, if you really think about it, it was 2014 that we got added to that uh, user's manual. So, so yeah, so about yeah. five yeah, years. five years. When did you guys feel struggles? Did you feel struggles beyond uh, within the five I, years? Always. Yeah. Always. The struggle is, you know, you're trying to support your family on a very minimal salary. That's, that's, the, that's the part of entrepreneurship that sucks. Until you make it, you're scraping you're barely how many by. years did you did you then feel like you were somewhat comfortable probably not till last year chris year yeah, it was, wow. last it was year. a while yeah wow yeah. yeah so about last year i would say okay now now, we, now we're playing catch up right yeah yeah, yeah for sure put all that 
money back into your account. Yeah, so. for sure. What about suppliers? How many, I'm sure there's suppliers in the past that have told you guys to F off basically, right? Pretty much most of them in the beginning told us, don't waste your time. You're never going to penetrate the medical industry. Nobody knows you guys. Nobody knows the brand. I'm doing you a favor. The suppliers there's, telling you that. Suppliers. There's, there's, I'm doing there's, a favor. Yeah. There, so there's a, there's a handful of suppliers in this business of wipes, the wipe world itself. These suppliers make everything. They're not making just medical. Most of them don't make medical. They just do standard consumer products, butt wipes and things like that. For example, Dude Wipes, right? Dude Wipes is a brand. They were on Shark Tank. They did really well. Our manufacturer that we used to make our wipes was approached by Dude Wipes. They turned them away. They basically said, yeah, it's kind of stupid idea. And they turned them away. Those guys went somewhere else. They made it happen. And now they're a successful brand. But most of the converters that make wipes are not in medical. The reason they're not in medical is because it's a very difficult industry to penetrate, and they know that. They've tried, and they've failed every time. So when we were making the phone calls in the beginning, and we're talking to these guys, they're like, uh, what, what, do you, what is it you guys are doing? Okay, well, here it is. It's a medical grade. We have compatibility, and I'm passionate about it, and I'm telling them everything. This is going to be the next big thing in medical. Trust me, trust me. They're like, uh, trust me, you're wasting your time. You're not going to penetrate medical. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? What's your minimum? Just tell me your minimum. Well, our minimum is 250,000 units a quarter. I'm like, so you expect me to spend a million dollars a year with you pretty much. He's like, just trust me. Save your money. Click. Wow. So, And that was consistent throughout? That was consistent till we found the smaller guys. The how mom many, and how many of the big converters. suppliers were there, there or are there today? <sighs> There's probably 10, 15 big suppliers in the Did US. Did you hit them all up? We hit up, got through about three or four. The fifth one we hit up was a mom and pop converter. Those guys were like, yeah, we can do it. They were a lot more expensive and their minimums were less. So it was easier risk for us to take at that time. I think they wanted <laughs> to meet with us. So we actually flew out there and met with the owner mm -hmm. and the They want to see if you guys are for real, who's behind the product. Yeah. 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 I mean, they, and they saw the passion that we had and, and, and the idea. They liked the idea. We told them a little bit of our strategy and so forth with this whole compatibility thing. They're like, you know what? We can we can run. We have a we have a soft pack machine here and we can do this for you guys. It's going to be X amount, which is a little bit more than what we wanted to spend. But at least the minimum, the MOQ was doable. Let's just put it that way. But then so, you know, you're sitting on this product now you hit the streets to go out and try and get this product into the hospitals and now you run into the roadblocks and the roadblocks are you're not in the user's manual okay you're not in the distribution network you don't have a gpo contract well, what's a gpo they're group purchasing organizations these guys manage the products going in and out of the hospitals as a network so one gpo will manage 2,000 of the 5,500 hospitals. You have a contract with them. Now you can go and sell to these hospitals mm -hmm. because there's rebate programs involved. So you rebate back the GPO, they rebate the hospital, everybody's happy. So it's never about the product. It's about are you in our system and are we getting a, let's call it a rebate, back by using your product. And if you're not, purchasing doesn't want to have anything to do with you any of those guys the suppliers now uh who told you to to basically screw off are any of them yeah. selling to you now yeah. <laughs> no but they won't stop calling us no <laughs> now they're interested so there's, yeah, yeah there's one guy there's one guy and our supplier hates this guy and so this guy's just non-stop now 
aggressive. Email, 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 phone call, leaving messages for Chris, leaving messages for me. And I'm like, eh, I don't know if I want to talk to this Is guy. Is he just a sales rep for the company or a He's guy that you spoke to? owner of did, the company. Did you the speak to that? spoke to. Yeah. The guy who told you the you had no chance. The guy that told me I have no chance. <laughs> and we had we ended up having a conversation because he wouldn't leave me alone. So yeah. he ended up calling and I'm like, okay, what is it? What, what do you what do you want to do? I want your business, man. I go, do you remember me? And he goes, yeah, I remember the 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 name. I remember the product. Do you remember what you told me? And he's like, um, what what did I tell you? I said, you pretty much said I have no chance in this space. And here you are now asking for me to go from my current manufacturer to you. Yeah, I don't think so, man. He's like, listen, man. He goes, I'm going to get you guys one way or another. I'm a winner. I'm a winner in this business. Remember that conversation, yeah. Chris? And I was yeah, like, was very okay, recent. I'm not using names. Obviously, I don't want to throw his name out there. But I was like, okay, bud. I go, just keep on trying. You never know. Maybe you'll get us one day. Ah, never, dude. I, I, once you are on our bad side. Forget it. Forget it. Why would I? Your yeah. current supplier, was he the same guy who uh, initially? Original? Yeah. No. Okay. No. And the reason we had to make that move was our current, that supplier that we started with couldn't handle our volume and right. they couldn't get the price low enough. Then we met these guys and they're like family now. Yeah. I mean, they're, I, I love these guys, their dad, the, the whole, they know the business, the white business. They don't know the medical business, but they know the white business. But then they trust us for that medical business because we've proven ourselves. Yeah. And now we have a lot of other projects that we're working on together that we're hoping to bring to market. The regular wipe side uh, outside of Sono that I think is going to is going to do really well. That's awesome. Yeah. Dude, that's sick, man. When you start up like that and you're trying to get out to have others support you initially yeah. and they basically kick you out because their MOQ is too large for you and they yeah. know you don't have the capital yep. for it and they know that's their way to get you out. That's right. the avenue. Right. And then that dude calls you. Yeah. It's a good three feeling. Three later's down. All oh, three years down. Oh, oh, hello. It's a good feeling. That mm-hmm. is an I made it moment. Yeah. Okay. I asked Chris that earlier. That yeah. is an I made it moment, man. I mean, and, and he and he he actually even threw it out there. He goes, uh, I'm willing to invest in the brand. And I said, well, you're a smart guy. Obviously, you want to take something that's already been built and add it to your yeah. portfolio of products you're making. It's like, but no, we're good, man. We're yeah. good. Yeah. I'm very happy with our suppliers right now, and I'm never going to leave them. Yeah. Just left it at that. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. It's all about relationships, man. Yep. You guys have your pet peeves ready? Um, I think we can both agree yeah. our pet peeves are social media, too much selfies and stuff like that. I don't know. That's kind of a pet peeve for me. It gets yeah, on my nerves. It's pretty annoying. Pretty annoying. The amount of time people spend on social media is annoying, especially when you watch it. Yeah. <laughs> when you see people doing it. I know. It yeah, is, I mean, man. Like kids. You see your kid. Locked up in it. Or you see kids. Every two seconds, pulling their phone out, swiping yeah. down, refresh, refresh. What's going to change, man? Yeah. Turn it off for a while. I'm telling you. Your kids, you guys have dinner with them, I'm sure, frequently. Uh, Daily, dinner, yeah. Dinner table, uh, anybody have their cell phones on the dinner table? Usually, we try and put that yeah. stuff aside. We watch a show. I think it's know, important, it's like, man. Yeah. That has yeah. to be, right? Yeah, yeah. You guys are busy, and we're all busy. And yeah. it's. It, I think that's th- that time is so important. The family time. You got family time. And, and one, of the, one of the blessings of this whole thing of having your own business and having your schedule is the ability to actually be there when your kids leave for school. And 
be there at their activities. Like I coach Andrew's hockey team. I get to spend a lot of time. I go to all of my daughter Isabella's soccer games. Like yeah. we're we're there, and that's yeah. so cool. That's so it's so important. Yeah, so important for sure. This for sure. Because you know when we're on our deathbed that day, when that day mm-hmm. comes, we're not going to be thinking about the meeting we missed. No. Or or those wipes that we should have gotten that one guy in that one hospital. We're going to be thinking about why didn't I spend more time with my family? Yeah. Right. Yeah. My kids, my wife, my you know everybody. Absolutely. So man. I think that's what it comes down to. Absolutely. So my dad was busy too. Uh, he still is. And that guy never missed a game of mine. Yeah. Soccer, basketball, anything. I was playing slow pitch softball show up to on Thursday nights. <laughs> you know? So I know that feeling, and your kids feel the same way. Yeah. I so, hope so. I yeah. mean, yeah, I know, sometimes I know they don't they talk about it, but yeah, I, I, I think they appreciate it for sure. Yeah. Five you guys years. are on the fast track, man. That's fast cool, track. Man. God success. willing, man. You're bringing light to people. Yeah, man. That's all it is. You yeah. just want to inspire people and let people know that it's possible. It's possible to get out there, start with nothing from scratch, and build a brand and build a business. It takes time. It's not easy. You Lots guys of- are awesome. Thank you so much for making the time uh, to come on here. This was a lot of fun, educational. It's a really a good story. Thanks for having us, man. Thanks for having us. Appreciate and don't forget, it. just so know it. That is a story. That's an entrepreneurial story. And hopefully that story pumps you up. If you're thinking about opening up your own business or you got a product that you believe in, Just do it. Please follow my podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, don't forget to rate and leave comments. It's much appreciated. You have no idea how much I appreciate you making me a part of your day. I am Mike Gabriel. This is Miked Up Pod. Remember, no wasted days. Good night, everybody.